Whether you are a new or longtime listener, we appreciate you checking us out. Welcome in, everyone, to another installment of the Frederick News of the Fred News Post Final Score Podcast. I was, I was it's, 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 it's getting late here, uh, Alexander Dacey, and my, my, my brain has been playing tricks on me all night uh, here. So welcome in, everyone, to the Final Score Podcast. Uh, Greg Swatek here with Alexander Dacey of the Frederick News Post Sports Department. Uh, lots to talk about today. Uh, very excited about our guest. It'll be uh, new Thomas Johnson High varsity football coach Bo Traber, uh, who basically literally stumbled into the job uh he he, he was uh just he, he lives near uh, tj he wanted to find a way to uh give back to the community um and uh he he, he happened to see the, the football team out there practicing and uh inquired about being able to maybe help out and the next thing you know he's the defensive coordinator last season uh for much of it and now he's the head coach <laughs> so so we'll talk to coach traber about how how all of that happened in his uh, interesting background and in just his story. Um, uh, he played uh, college football at Bucknell. He was a middle linebacker at 5'9 and 205 pounds. You don't, you don't see many guys that small playing middle linebacker. So uh, lots to talk about with Coach Traber. But uh, here we are um, uh, nearing the end of the winter sports playoffs, uh, the, the state playoffs, and we're down to our final four in basketball. Uh Maybe a couple surprises in here, but 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 definitely not uh, uh, some surprises in uh, some cases. Um, uh, on the boys' side, I, I think it's pretty much what we expected. The Frederick boys win a 3A West regional title. The Walkersville boys win a 2A West regional title. And uh, on the girls' side, Ur- Urbana's been a top-flight team uh, all season long. That was 4A North. 4A uh, West. 4A, 4A West, Alexander. Yeah. That they beat Clarksburg. They, yes, they beat Clarksburg by two, who was uh, who not who was uh, knocked them out last year in Clarksburg, as you know, as thing as we talked about last week, is you know really had quite the run the last couple of years with some really high level talent. So you know, that was a nice road upset for them. Yeah, so so the Urbana girls won a regional title, and I guess we're gonna have to make Rob Healy happy again and talk about <laughs> the Oakdale girls because they win uh, the three A West uh, with a sixty three fifty five victory at Laganor on uh, Wednesday night. Uh, big win for Coach Healy and his girls. You were there, Alexander. What did you make of that game? Um, I mean, truth be told, they fairly outplayed Linganore for most of the night. I mean, pull, it was pull, pull, pull that mic, pull that mic down a little bit. You're, you're, you're talking uh, below it. <laughs> can you, can you hear me now? Yeah, we got you. Um, yeah, they, uh, you know, they, they, they were fairly, uh, in command. I don't want to say fully in command. Cause it was, it was never like a really lopsided game. Like they were up for most of it and they, they were up the entire second half, um, a good chunk of the first quarter. And then the last like two ish minutes of the second quarter, um, but yeah, I mean, they just you know they kind of were just consistent and kind of you know kept uh, I don't want to say kept their heads, but they kind of you know they they kind of they were just kind of cool, calm, and collected. You know, you know maybe it was just a mindset of hey, we got you know we got nothing left to lose, and we've we've you know we've kind of figured out a game plan because I mean their first two games they played against Linganor, one of them was fairly close. The other they they had some people out, and I mean, it was a little you know it wasn't a 
total blowout, but it was a little more lopsided. And, and Leonor won both those games. Yeah, right? Leonor won both the well, Leonor won both those games, and I mean that was also when Leonor was like just scorching hot to start the year. And I mean the truth again, again, you know, the last few weeks they've kind of had some stumbles. And honestly, I was also saw them Monday night against Frederick, and they, I mean, you know, Sydney Husky, I mean Sydney Husky like carries you know that Frederick team, and she's fantastic. And they they you know, but Frederick got a good game plan, and honestly, Leonor kind of you know kicked it around. You know, they, they won by 10, but they, they, they don't look great in that game, to be honest. Um, and, you know, sure enough, they come out against Oakdale, who has a, you know, not, not, not I want to say they well, it was, it was a, it was a different game plan, but they, you know, they, they just executed it very well. And, you know, kudos to them. I mean, kind of like I said, they have any, you know, anybody can step up for them on any given night. They don't have like a true, you know, bona fide star like, some of these other teams do, well, but well, 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 what's the makeup of their roster? Are they a older team? Uh, so they only have they have three seniors, but only one starts and gets consistent. Um, okay, so, so, so that's, that's, could be, that's, they could be back in this. Yeah, again and, next and, year. and that's Taylor Berger, and she's she's more like a you know like a role player for them. Like she's not there, and I mean again, I, I say role player again. Like you know, any one of them are they're all very talented. Any one of them you know has shown they can go off on any given night, but. Um, she, you know, she, she's not like their typical go-to, you know, maybe scoring threat. Um, she kind of does a little bit of everything. Um, but yeah, most of their, most of their squad is juniors and so- some sophomores, but, um, it's a junior, junior heavy team. We, I, I mean, Lingnor is too, like, again, they're only going to be losing one senior starter in Julia Mitchell. Um, and otherwise that team is basically entirely juniors. So they're, so we could be seeing this regional final again next yep, year. A hundred. That's I, that'd probably put good money on that. Um, uh, if, you know, if, if I, a, if I was a betting man and B, if you could bet on high school sports, which would be very weird, but <laughs> probably before long, you'll be, you'll be uh, able maybe, to, who knows, but, um, yeah, no, I think both those, both those teams are, you know, I think going to be pretty set for the next year, but, um, yeah, so Oakdale Oakdale pulled it off and uh, you know looked looked fairly decent doing so. Um, they've got a got an interesting test. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll we'll talk about that. In yeah, a minute. We'll, we'll talk about we'll talk about all the matchups in a minute because I want to I want to jump over to the boys side yeah. with you too. But uh, man, the Brandon girls have really found their stride because they had some weird results sort of for a brief stretch of mm-hmm. the season, and you wondered about them. I think they got after the hot start, but then they lost a couple of weird games. Their, their first loss, at least during the regular season, was that game to Lingenor where um, where they where they hit a buzzer beater or was effectively right. a buzzer beater. So, so they're win, right there so. with Lingenor, and then they right. had a couple of other weird results. Did Fred, Frederick High maybe? May, may, yeah, maybe Frederick tripped them up one uh, one time. I mean, they and again that was kind of that that Lingenor game kind of started the little dip, and they um, I mean they they played very well in that game, but then after that they kind of. Had some had had a bumpy few weeks, but I mean, but, they're, but, they're but, on but a now roll. they've won. Now they've won ten in a row, yeah. and, and and they just beat Clarksburg, and 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 they're, and they're playing clutch basketball too. I mean, Alana yeah. Tate with with the with the uh, game winning free throws with five point seven seconds left. I mean, I mean, you were a baseball player, but yeah. but uh, and I never played basketball other than just rec basketball. Mm-hmm. Even I tried out for the high school basketball team, but my size prohibited me from from uh advancing very far in in, in the tryouts uh, my lack of height um but uh, just imagine stepping to the free throw line in a tie game a, a regional championship game with 5.7 seconds left i mean that, that's some serious pressure uh, on on a young player's shoulders and uh alana tate uh, hits the two free throws the, the senator banna to it to a road win so 
Uh, so they're playing well, and uh, and it, it, it would be uh, hard to bet against them at this point with, uh, with the way they're playing. Totally. And again, I mean, I haven't seen them quite as much as John has, or um, uh, actually, you know, you've only seen one girls' basketball game, so and it wasn't and it wasn't that. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, just given given how they're on a roll, and they've kind of seemed to whatever whatever momentum they had at the start of the year, they've clearly re- you know recaptured and probably and then some. I mean, you know, they they beat they beat Lingenor. Uh, towards the end of the year here that they, they got they got revenge um and again are taking out a lot of really good teams so you know it'll be interesting to see how what their what the, what their path is like they have a you know they have an interesting test again we'll kind of get into these games in a little bit but with Severna Park in the state quarterfinals but you know that for a that for a girls bracket seems fairly fairly wide open so yeah, I mean, I, I don't mean to give the boys the short shrift, but but I mean it's the teams we've been talking about all season long: Walkersville and Frederick, the 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 two uh, CMC uh, division winners, uh, uh, Frederick and the Spires, Walkersville and the Gambrel, and uh, and we've just touched on these teams a lot. I mean, they're they're, they're both great teams. Uh, Walkersville uh, uh, beats you with their size and 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 their depth and 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 their talent. I mean, they overwhelmed Middletown in the regional final just with their size. I mean, they they'd miss shots, but then they just get two or three rebounds. I mean, the offensive rebounds. And Middletown was <laughs> having a hard time keeping them off the boards. And when you give a team two to three or more chances to make a shot, uh, they're 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 going to eventually. So Middletown just couldn't uh, uh, keep up with Walkersville, and and especially with 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 their size. I mean, Middletown had a pretty nice turnaround season, though. Um, they went from uh, four and seventeen to sixteen and eight, so, so that, that's a pretty nice turnaround for John Kyming and his team. But uh, just didn't have enough size to match up with Walkersville, and then Frederick High's been crushing teams, yeah. uh, pr- pretty much pretty much all season. Uh, uh, beat Oakdale seventy to forty six in the regional final. That was over. Uh, that was after a huge win over Ligonor, mm-hmm. which actually played them uh, pretty well uh, in, in in the prior matchup. Um, so Frederick High has just been crushing these teams. I, th- I think you you, you uh, reported in your uh, story you wrote about the regional final that they've only had four uh, single digit yeah, wins all season the, long. The two to the Goretti game, the two to Walkersville, and then they um, they had a random one in there. I think it was against like I want to say it was like North Hagerstown or some like some just random game where they they won by like you know like two or three possessions. But otherwise, yeah, I mean it's just. You know, double digit, I mean, double uh, digit wins every time, and it seems like I mean, you know, and it seems like uh, you know, I mean, again, really, Walkersville was the only public school team to you know give them a yeah, give them a really and, serious and, and, yeah, test, and, and they did and it so, twice. Yeah, and, I, and I'm curious. I mean, I, uh, John Cannon's not with us this week, but I'm curious how many Frederick County boys teams, and I'm sure it's happened, yeah. but how many Frederick boys teams have gotten to 25 and 0 before in a season? I mean, I can't uh, imagine uh, as many. Uh, <laughs> that, that's a lot of games. I mean. Yeah. uh I mean, they played tournaments, uh, uh, and they've they've just and, and they've been together. They've been playing basketball together for the last year because this is like they played AAU ball all all, all summer long together, right. um, and that was inspired by losing in the first round of the playoffs last right. year to TJ. TJ got them three times last year, and 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 this team just stuck together all summer. So they've been playing basketball really for for the better part of the last 9 uh 9 to 10 months uh, just just straight and and been playing at a high level 
And then you look at Walkersville at, at 22 and three, and their three losses are twice to Frederick and, and once to Oakdale. Uh, and Oakdale is the reigning, uh, still the reigning uh, 3A state champs. They're, they're, they're out now, so they won't defend their title. But, but, but still, Oakdale's always been a great team. So, and that was a really close game that Walkersville lost. They, they, they could easily have won that. So that, that's their three losses. So really, you have two teams that have played close to perfect basketball all season. So... Um, so, so yeah, I mean, as expected, uh, uh, they, they both advanced to the state quarterfinals looking to the, um, state quarters, uh, Walkersville's a two seed Walkersville boys are a two seed. They'll play Liberty, a team that they beat by two points on the road earlier this season. Uh, Frederick is a two seed. They'll play Saturday against, uh, St. Charles. I don't know a lot about St. Charles at the, at the Southern Maryland team. Mm-hmm. I think the basketball is pretty decent uh in that part of the state so so that could be a uh, interesting test uh for for the frederick high boys on the girls side or urbana will uh host this sort of a weird thing uh and and i'll get you to explain this in a second but urbana will host saverna park in a four or five game and then oakdale uh uh, they'll be the five seed in the for the 3a girls and as you as you referenced a little earlier, they have a very, pretty tall task facing the defending state champs in Poly, uh, who have really been crushing teams. All you, you you think the Frederick boys have had some lopsided results? Yeah, just uh, just just go go look up go look up. We're not gonna not gonna read them all off to you, but uh, just go look up the uh, result of the uh, Poly Douglas girls game on Valentine's Day, um, and and. Watch your watch your eyes widen when you see the score, yeah. <laughs> and be right. like, "No way that happened." So, so okay, we'll go to Polly and take on the defending state champs, and we'll, we'll be a tall uh, task. But, but explain the Urbana thing because they were the five seed uh, for for the four A girls, and then all of a sudden they like sort of like a magic switch flipped, and then they became the four seed. Do, do we know how this happened? Yeah. So the the best I can gather is um basically the way state seeding works is is. Once you get once you get your final eight teams, they reseed you one to eight based on your regular season record, um, and so the, and and if you and if there's a tie, um, and you those two teams haven't you know didn't play during the regular season don't have like a head to head result, then you just coin flip for the spot. So what what the state had reported was that Severna Park was sixteen and three in the regular season, Urbana sixteen and four. This is like not counting ter- like you know like like winter break tournaments or county championships or anything like that. Um, was that so? Severna, Severna Park was sixteen and three, Urbana was sixteen and four. I think what ended up happening was that um, was that they initially seeded it based on that, then realized they like I think le- must have left off a loss for Severna Park, which would have put both of them at sixteen and four. So then they coin flipped, and Urbana won the coin flip. So they're host, so they're now they're hosting. Um, I don't know, you know, I don't know. I guess it was I don't know if that was just a typo on the state's part or what, but um, clearly some somebody caught that, you know, this morning because when it was initially posted, it was, you know, they were going to be going to Severna Park, but now instead now, the, now, the, now the Falcons are coming game. up here. <laughs> now, so now they get a home game, which yep. makes life easier for for all of us uh, here too. Um, uh, I mean. Oakdale's obviously got the big challenge, the Oakdale girls. We expect Frederick and Walkersville to have a pretty fair shot at winning. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're the two seed, and they're, they're both hosting. Uh, Frederick could play, I guess, Damascus in the uh, state semis, and those are the only two undefeated teams uh, in, in the state. N- not at, no. So it was – they were two of the only three for a while. Damascus actually dropped uh, two games at the tail end of the season. Okay. 
Um, they got upset by I think it was WJ in the season finale, regular season finale, and then they ah. lost on a buzzer beater to Churchill in the Ca- Montgomery County Championship. But they're still like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, it was City College. The, the, City the, College the, is the, the one the, seed, the, and they're the, 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 the top seed yeah. in three A. They're yeah. the only other, regardless of classification, only mm-hmm. on the uh, unbeaten boys basketball team yeah. in the state. So, so we we we, I mean, we like the chances for both Frederick and Walkersville on the boys side. Oakdale, uh, it'll be a it'll be a tall task, but you think Urbana's got a chance to beat Severna yeah, Park? Yeah, I mean, again, I don't know too much about Severna Park, but just doing a little cursory, um, you know, cursory looking at their at Severna Park's like schedule and their wins. Like again, they I mean they have a lot of wins, and I'm you know they seem like they play at least play pretty good defense, but most of their most of their games, you know, they're they're score they're they're winning by scoring in like the 30s and 40s. Now some of that might just be they have really good defense, so they don't need to score a lot to win. Um, but Urbana, Urbana can shoot it pretty well. So if Urbana, you know, can either break through this, you know, this this defense or get hot, um, you know, they could have a they could have a decent decent time of it. So yeah, so this is a game Urbana should be in until the end. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't I don't think it'll I I doubt it'll be terribly lopsided, but um, one way or another. But it should be fair. It should be fairly competitive yep. the entire time. All right, so uh, state swimming is over. State track is over. Uh, we're, we're getting down to the nitty-gritty with uh, basketball here. And then uh, state wrestling uh, also uh, this weekend down at the Showplace Arena in Upper Marlboro. We'll talk a little bit about that uh, next week. We, we figured to have some kids that place pretty high, so um, uh, we'll, we'll talk more about the state wrestling championships next week. But, uh, Alexander, uh, thank you for your time, as always, sir. And when we come back, we will talk to uh, Bo Traber, uh, the new coach of the Thomas Johnson High School football team, trying to get the Patriots back to their winning ways. We'll, we'll, We'll ask him how he plans on doing that next here on The Final Score. All right, very pleased to be joined by the new head football coach at Thomas Johnson High School, uh, Bo Traber, uh, played his college football at Bucknell University. Uh, he's a busy man right now because he's not just a football coach. He does he does have a day job, and apparently it was the end of quarter at his day job. So, uh, so a busy man, but we appreciate him carving out a few minutes for us now. Bo, how are you, sir? I'm good. Thanks for having me, Greg. I appreciate it. Absolutely. I mean, you, you, you sort of jumped into this pool, this uh, coaching football pool at Thomas Johnson. I mean, you'd been there before uh, as, as an assistant, but, but you sort of took over the program sort of close to the right time, right? You were near the start of your um, uh, off-season program, I, I guess, which starts at the at first of the year. You were hired, I guess, in late January officially. Uh, just how's it been going so far? It's been good. Yeah. Um, timing, obviously, uh, always wish we could get more in and get started earlier in uh, any situation, but I think it's been really good. Um, I've had a ton of candidates that I've uh, had to reach out for the coaching staff. And I met with, you know, a ton of different athletic directors and head coaches in the area, people with a lot of experience. So it was just kind of getting my feet underneath me and getting everything settled with the, you know, the coaching staff, the program and getting right into off season workouts. I mean, your familiarity with the program. I mean, how much did that help? Um, it definitely helped. Um, I, it's, it definitely made it more of an easy transition. It was comfortable for me coming in, um, last year working with the kids, uh, they all knew me, the, the staff and the teachers and all there, they all knew me. I was you know very involved last year, even though I was, uh, uh just volunteering and, and ended up, ended up becoming the defensive coordinator. But, um, 
Yeah, so that did have definitely help with the transition. And, and I've really been, uh, I've only lived in the area now for coming up on two years, but I really have tried to establish myself in the community and know people around here and, and reach out to a lot of people. So it's all been, it's, it's been a good transition. Yeah, I mean, maybe I'm simplifying it a little bit, but you sort of just wandered over to school one day and you just wanted to see what was up and and, and you wound up with a job. Is, is that more or less how it happened? No, that's that's really exactly how it happened. Um, I was here for about a year, um, really settled into my job, kind of understood what my schedule was and was looking for ways to give back. And, you know, I, I was walking my dogs across near the football stadium and watching them practice last year. And I was like, huh, that's probably what I should be doing. So um, once my uh, once my schedule and all that got settled, I I reached out to the athletic director and just was like, hey, um, I you know I played football, I live right across the street. Is there any way that I can be in you know be involved? And one week before the season, I was over there volunteering, and halfway through the year, I was defensive coordinator, and here I am. I mean, did you have a sense it was going to grow into what? It sort of has become, I mean, did you want a bigger opportunity? Did you want to be the defensive coordinator? Did you want to be a head coach when you, when you sort of made your initial inquiry there? Yeah, I, I kind of promised um, my fiance that I wasn't going to get too involved. Um, <laughs> how how but, did that work out? Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. So that turned into, Hey, I'll be able to volunteer some time. I got a, you know, I got weddings and baby showers, so I'm going to be gone a whole lot. So I won't be able to, you know, be as committed as I'd like to be. And then all of a sudden, you know, once you're in it and, and you're talking with those kids and you, and you know that you can give back and you get all that energy, it's like, okay, this is, you know, I love doing this and I love giving back and this is, you know, a great opportunity to do it. So, uh, all, all that I'm, 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 I'm sure is very true. Were you thinking to yourself at one point, though, this is moving pretty fast? I mean, all of a sudden I didn't, I just wanted to be a volunteer and now I'm the defensive coordinator and now I'm the head coach. I mean, your, your head sort of spins when you think about it, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Last year, um, I was not expecting that at all. I was really just trying to help wherever I could. So I was helping offense, defense, you know, everything that I could do there and just tried to it really give back the knowledge that I've learned from being lucky enough to play as long as I did. Um, and then, yeah, it, it literally, I was going on a two week vacation um, that I had, you know, obviously communicated beforehand, knowing that I was going to be, be missing a good amount of time. And uh, right before that, they were like, okay, well, when you come back, we would love you to be the defensive coordinator. <laughs> um, and it was just, yeah, it really was a whirlwind. It, it wasn't really what I was expecting. I wasn't aiming for it or anything like that. It just kind of, you know, fell into place. And when th there was a need for it, the kids needed it. it there was easy ways to simplify some things for them and yeah, fell into the role. Uh, and, and be honest here, was your fiance like, okay, what are, what are we doing here, Bo? You told me, yeah, you, you, yeah. Told me you were just going to help out a couple days a week, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, the other thing is, too, I, I, I really do. I am passionate about this. I am passionate about the kids. I am passionate about giving back and, like, being a mentor. So I, once I got in it, of course, I'm stressing about it. I'm bringing the work home. I'm talking to my wife about Hey, this, I need, you know, we need to do this, this, and this for them. It would just be better if we could do this, this. So she was more worried that I was just going to stress myself out and dive into, you know, a brand new life here when <laughs> we got it, you know, we got everything all kind of settled and we, we know what we're doing. So, yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure she's very supportive. I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to portray Absolutely. it, portray it otherwise, but, but, uh, <laughs> but, but I, I'm, I'm just trying to get inside her head and think her process like, okay, you're going to volunteer a couple days a week. It's a nice <laughs> opportunity to get, give back to the community. And all of a sudden you're a head coach putting in, uh huge hours uh pr probably Correct. like a second full-time job and 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 Absolutely. as as, as pe people know and maybe a lot of people don't know i mean coaches 
you're not doing this for the money. I mean, uh, the, uh, these, these coaching jobs don't pay very well. You're, you're paid pennies on the dollar, basically. So you have to be passionate about it to do it. And it, it, it certainly seems like you are uh, to have accepted uh, the position. Um, yeah. And, and uh, let me just say, too. Yeah, my, my wife, absolutely. She knows who I am. She knows how important like this is for me. And she knows like how important it was for me to be in a position to be able to give back to kids in need when because that was a position that I was in growing up. So absolutely supports that and you know she supports me in all ways she's an awesome lady i'm super glad to have her in my life so. yeah and i'm sure she'll enjoy coming to games on friday nights and uh, cheering you and the team on too believe so. yeah i've already i've already roped her into helping me out with some inventory stuff and so she's gonna be volunteering before she knows it as well yeah I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure like 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 she doesn't know what she's in for uh quite for, yet correct uh, probably so he's an assistant coach now <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that, that's true you could put her on your uh on your first <laughs> roster and, and, and list her in that official uh, position. Um, one of the first things you told me is you're very loud. I mean, do, do, do you come by that trait honorably or have you always been that way or have you sort of worked at it and sort of developed into being a loud person? No, I've, I've always been loud. It just was probably misdirected in my youth. <laughs> so when, you know, being a, a loud ton of energy kid I, I had an older brother we all played sports growing up forever it was just really the way that I knew how to express myself and and really that you know the loudness comes from I guess my confidence and knowing what I'm doing in that and it was just the easiest way to kind of uh, you know put that out in sports um, in sports you, you you know what's right and wrong it's, it's written down in your playbook you know you know what the rules are they're written down in the rule book um, you know what your expectations are and so like, and you know what you do off the field to prepare for it. And I was very confident that I was doing all those right things off the field. I knew, you know, the ins and outs of my playbook as well as the players around me. So pretty easy to be confident and loud when you are confident and, and you know, taking those steps before. Being, being loud, that sort of lends itself to being a coach, does it not? It definitely does. It definitely does. Um, And I would say that, you know, some of the best coaches I've ever had were, you know, the most fiery, loud, you know, passionate people. Um, so yeah, definitely would like to reflect that a little bit in my coaching style, but I'm just going to be me the only way that I know how to do it. So, I mean, you, you seem very much like a natural born leader. I mean, how did you develop your leadership skills? Um, yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. It, it's definitely through sports. Um, we moved around a lot when I was growing up, we had, you know, a lot of adversity and the thing that I knew I could come back to was playing sports. Um, and, and I knew that I could be in a leadership role in that. Um, I, many times I moved to a completely new opportunity and found myself in a brand new world. And what could I hold on to? Right. It was, you know, being competitive and playing sports. And I knew that that would give me the admiration. And I knew that that was something I could compete for and set goals for and actually reach those goals. So for sure. Have you ever said something very loudly and said, wow, I, 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 I said that pretty loudly. <laughs> um, unfortunately, that's what I do anytime I'm inside and I'm starting to get passionate about something that's, you know, not in the right opportunity to be loud like that. So it is what it is. Right. Do, do people have to get used to your loudness? I mean, are, are you an acquired taste to some degree? Eh, possibly. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, actually, I would probably say, yeah, um, I'm, I definitely am. I think I do lend myself to being in some like that, the environments that I put myself in. Um, you know, I, I was doing warehouse supervisory for a while. So leading a team in a warehouse, I it was project management where I needed to communicate from, you know, the ground level up to the top level on that. And obviously through sports and, and being able to, you know, communicate in that type of way, being able to be loud when you need to be and 
um, also, you know, being able to be silent when you need to be as well. So, well, what do you tell the parents of your players about yourself? Um, I'm going to tell them that I only know how to do the job one way. And that's the way that I wish people had did it for me growing up. Um, and I'm going to tell them that, you know, I love football. I do. Um, but I've learned throughout my life that football is not the most important thing. It's not. But the lessons that you can learn from football, they will help you when you do start to go through the important things. And I really will try to tell people that I'm not an impressive, like there's really nothing about me that's like an impressive person. Like I, I'm not, wasn't born a great athlete. I wasn't born the smartest person in the world. Wasn't great, you know, the most articulate. I've had to work at a lot of things and I've had to, you know, take the steps to better myself. And football taught me that. There was times where I was, you know, not in the top 10 of the best players in my class. There was times where I was hurt and had to go through. And there was times where I was, you know, in a completely new situation or, or whatever that was. Being able to, you know, go through sports and learn those lessons and understand that, you know, you have to work. Everyone else is working around you. There's going to be another day tomorrow. Today could be a bad day. Like the, those type of lessons is what I'm trying to give back to these kids. So I, I really want to be a mentor. I really want to be a role model. And I really want to show that these kids that you can better yourself so you can better your life if you put in the work. It's, it's easy to say you want to put in the work. It's, it's, it's another thing entirely to actually do do the work. What made you want to do the work? Um, I wanted to better my life. I, I saw a lot of examples of people who had way more skills than me that had way more opportunities than me that um that squandered it away honestly um and i i just knew that hey i have a passion for competing um football lent itself very well for me as a young angry aggressive loud young man you know um so that was just a good fit for me and it just worked out and and when weightlifting was really one of your big avenues into this right you you were doing some olympic powerlifting right yeah, um, weightlifting was a huge thing because, again, when I, you know, I saw those a lot of a lot of talented people that didn't put in the extra work behind the scenes, right? And um, I, so sixth grade, I think I started list, lifting pretty consistently, um, and I wasn't smart about it. That's for sure. I was just doing a lot of bulk stuff. I would curl every day, <laughs> you know, and do all that stuff that young kids do when they don't. They're not really sure how to get better, but want to put in the work. And um, I think a huge step in my life was kind of understanding how to work smarter uh, instead of just working harder. Um, and that turned into eventually really focusing on skill development and working on Olympic weightlifting. So I was developing as an athlete and as an actual uh, you know, football player instead of just picking weight up and putting it down. So, I mean, working smart. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're working smart. You just I mean, bulk, bulking up. I mean, yeah. Uh, just w what else do you need to be doing for, for, for young kids that might be listening to this? It's not all just about bulking up. Like what, what, where did you go astray in your early weightlifting days? Would you say? Yeah, that, well, that's exactly it. I, I just wasn't smart about it. I really thought like, okay, I'm obviously going to get stronger if I can lift more weight. Um, but that's not what football is. You don't squat in football every, you know, you, you're never in a stationary position benching. It's the dynamic movements. It's the core and explosionness from, you know, from your toes up. It's, it's being able to teach your body to be able to uh, react differently to different movements. Uh, you know, so much time in football, you're making split decisions and you're you're thinking something's going to happen and then your body needs to react differently because something actually happens different um so really just kind of understanding that 
you're not lifting to get stronger and faster. You need to be lifting and working out to be better at the sport that you're playing. Um, and those two things can be very, very different things. And obviously the bigger and stronger and faster you are, the more that's going to help you out on the football field. But I think that, you know, me working on skills and technique and explosion and how to be a better athlete helped me beat a lot of those kids who were bigger, stronger, and faster than me. Uh, who helped you sort of figure all this out? Um, when I moved to Oklahoma um, in my eighth grade year, I really learned what football was, I guess, and what the, the work ethic needed. Um, there was a lot of kids there that were older than me for one everyone was getting held back so they could be good at sports so I already came in smaller younger all that but there was a lot of kids in there that knew what it took to work all year round to play football um and you know in, in the south in Oklahoma there it, it, it was football and then a very big distance until the next sport regardless of you know what your high school was good at so there was a lot of emphasis on it but I guess where on when I was up in you know New York the best players were just the best players and they weren't the best player. You know, they weren't working from the time they were in third grade until they were out of, you know, out of high school. So when I got down there, I just saw what it took, what the hours meant and, and really saw like how people would prepare themselves to be good at football. And eventually that turned into Olympic weightlifting. And uh, again, a, a reason why I do have the passion for giving back and the mentality of, you know, trying to be a mentor is, um, a man named Bob White in Oklahoma started a, uh, a Olympic weightlifting group called Metro USA Weightlifting. And out of the goodness of his heart, he just changed his garage into a full Olympic weightlifting um, uh, training facility. And he would just bring in high school kids for free and let them work out in there and, and just get better if they wanted to. Um, and again, it, it, it literally changed my life, um, being able to uh, really like for, for one, have a mentor and, and, and like a positive role model in my life like that, that was just there for the goodness of his heart and would help anybody give a shirt off his back to anyone. Um, that for one changed me. And for two, really being smarter and seeing, you know, I worked out with Shane Hammond's uh, U.S. Olympian. Uh, he, he's a 300 pound man. He had a 60 inch vertical. Um, so being able to see like, okay, like the, there are ways to be a better athlete. There's ways to get more explosive that you got to find the ways to get better. And then, you know, from there realizing that researching more into linebacker drills and researching more into some of the dynamic lifting that actually gets you better at your sport. Um, I think kind of just going through those experiences and trying to be as perspective and have an empathy going through all that really just kind of allowed me to make the right steps in the right direction and do the correct work. Are athletes training smarter now, or are they still making a lot of the same dumb mistakes that you saw as a kid? Um, it, it kind of depends. Um, I think it kind of depends. I think uh, it's crazy. We live in a world where you know anything's available to you. You can go. You got a brain in your pocket that you can go look up anything that you want. Um, and and there's going to be videos that'll show you about it, and there's you know diagrams and all that. So like the it, the option is there to do it. Um, it's just, again, it's, it's who is the mentor in these kids' lives that are letting them know like, Hey, no, you do have to follow a different path than just picking weights up and putting them down. And you do have to start thinking about this a little bit more dynamically. Um, but, and, you know, I see both sides of it here in my brief, you know, couple of years working with high schools. So, yeah, I mean, and, and this is what you're going through right now. Cause I imagine you guys are in your big weightlifting off season session. So I imagine you're going around and 
uh, showing kids like you're you're doing it this way, but this might be a better way to do it, right? Absolutely, absolutely. We're really trying to you know incorporate a lot of those things that make you a better athlete into our workouts, and really try to emphasize and be intentional about making yourself a better football player in the weight room and on the field. Yeah. I have a lot of respect for you, my man. Cause you, you, you're not a big guy. You're, uh, you're what five, nine and two Oh five that thereabouts. Yeah. Am I in the ballpark there? Or? Yeah. You're in the, you're in the ballpark. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you played a big man's position when you played football. I mean, you were a middle linebacker. You, you don't see a lot of five, nine, 205 pound middle linebackers. Uh, what allowed you, maybe it's just everything we've just been talking about, but what allowed you to play middle linebacker as being an undersized player? Um, yeah, it is what we talked about. It, it, it was about not being denied. Um, I knew what my strengths were, um, and they weren't the typical strengths that, you know, a lot of people had. I was a very cerebral player. I was trying to be as smart as possible. I tried to learn as much as I could about offensive line techniques so that I could beat them at their own game. I tried to learn as much about the scheme as I possibly could to really understand like those those, you know, the concepts of what was going on so that I could understand how I was being attacked, why I was being attacked. Um, and, um, you know, honestly, the biggest thing, though, is just having that mentality. Like, I, I just knew that, like, I had to get the job done. I, I'm going to used to say it all the time. You got to play the, the cards you're dealt. Um, and I the cards I were dealt was being a five, nine, pretty unathletic, you know, kid that didn't have the biggest frame. So, um I loved football. It was what I'd been working for forever. Unfortunately, you know, um, puberty didn't hit me the way that I was hoping it would. But, hey, I was already taking those steps. It was the only thing that I knew at the time. I knew that it was a way to get me a better life and get me to college for free. Um, so I was committed, and I did it. Uh, did you have to convince coaches that you could play middle linebacker? Or did, I mean, I'm sure they wanted to put you at DB or, or some other little, quote-unquote, little guy position, right? Uh, I, I think there was not many people wanting to put me in defensive backfield. Okay. Okay. I was not the fastest guy then. I was not the fastest. Like I said, I wasn't, I wasn't really born the most, um, naturally talented at anything that I did. But, but, but did you have to sell your coaches that you could handle being a middle linebacker at your size? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I'll tell you, I, um, I got more recruited during my junior year of high school than I did my senior year. Um, and it was because I think everyone realized that I was not as big as my recruiting profile said. Um, and I was not getting any bigger. You, um, you, you're I, like the blind date. You're like the blind date. I mean, you, <laughs> you show up and go, man, you're, you're not exactly, you don't, you don't look like your picture. You're not what I was expecting. Right. Hey, absolutely. And on some of those junior day visits, some of those coaches walked out on me just like a blind date would have when you show up like that. So um, I definitely felt that happen a couple of times. But again, you know, you can't get discouraged. I, and I was I was I wasted and not wasted, but, you know, I dedicated the last 10 years to putting myself in that position to to get that opportunity. Um. So, yeah. OK, great. I my arms are pretty short and I can't see over the defensive line, but. There are things that I can do. There definitely is some things that I can do. Um, and I tried to show people that as much as possible. And just, like I said, bring that mentality that, yeah, I'm going to bring what you see on the field, which is, is there's probably going to be some people that are going to be better than me and can bring more and absolutely are more versatile with their size and speed and all that. But what I'm also going to bring is that my mentality, my leadership, my ability to communicate the hard work that I'm bringing off the field. 
And, you know, again, I, I keep saying it, but my mentality, like, I'm not going to get beat. Like, yeah, I'm glad you're you know, way bigger and stronger and faster than me, but I know that I can put in the work and take the steps to even the playing field. Yeah, I mean, how did it feel to win the coaches over? Go, son of a gun, this, this kid can play middle linebacker. I mean, how, how did that feel when, when you won your coaches over? Yeah, yeah, no, it, it my, my whole life's been a whole lot of, uh, you know, proving people wrong and feeling really good about it when I do. So, yeah, <laughs> that, that definitely drives me. I mean, and, and didn't the coaches that walked out on you, didn't that just make the chip on your shoulder uh, the, the, that much bigger? Absolutely. And it's still there. And I'm hoping that I can pass that along to a lot of these kids because, you know, there's a lot of kids in our community and a lot of these communities that that need to develop that chip on their shoulder and need to take it personally and need to understand that, yeah, there's going to be a lot of things against you for the rest of your life. Prove those things wrong. Understand what the obstacles are and understand the steps to overcome them. Right. Did you ever think, man, after maybe a running back plows into you, did, did you ever think, man, I'm, play, I'm playing the wrong position? <laughs> no, I actually never did. And I'll tell you, I, I lost a finger on the football field. I you lost got a finger. Eyes, wow. Lost a finger. Yep. We found the bone the next day out on the field. What, 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 what finger? <laughs> I, uh, ring finger. Okay. Yep, the wow. Very top of it. Um, I like, 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 like totally off or just the top of it. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the fingernail grew back when I was about 28 actually. So from, from 22 until 28, I had no fingernail up there. And then all of a sudden just started growing back. Is, is, it, is it a warp? Is it a normal looking finger? Is it a warped? Okay. Yeah. No, it, it looks fairly normal to me. Right. Yeah. Right. It's pretty crazy. So it looked like one of those like novelty fake cigars when it happened, it was blown <laughs> up on the end. And, <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, I've, I've had tons of injuries. I've been knocked out on the field before. Again, I, I've tried to establish my dominance by trying to hit some running backs and linemen as hard as I could. And it has failed me. But again, I, you know, I, I hate to keep saying it, but my mentality was awesome. I'm still here. I'm going to stand up and keep talking to you. I'm going to stand up and go across the field. And I love it. I can't wait for the next one. Yeah. So. I mean, you, you just, you have that competitive determined spirit where you were, you're just, where you're just not going to lose. So, yep. Yep. um, how, how do you look at uh, your, your, your football program here? I mean, TJ, you, you know, you know, the story, they've, they've been going through some tough times in recent years. Just how do you look at the state of the program now? Cause a lot of people would love to see TJ football get back to what it used to be and being a great state caliber football program. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, um, I played at Bucknell with um, Victor Walker, um, a receiver alumni from TJ, and he's going to be on the coaching staff this year as well. Um, so I'm a great a basketball about, player too. An incredible athlete. Actually, in college, he really taught me how to play basketball. Um, I used to play with the receivers in the offseason. He was, of course, incredible and was nice enough to let me play with him when I was awful. Um, <laughs> and that is kind of, that's kind of established a love for basketball as well, which I still play today. Um, but yeah, so I knew, I knew him and I knew the area and I'd come back around this area before. And, um, once we moved out here and I fell in love with the area and the community and, um, you know, it just made sense that TJ was right next to us and I started working with him and then kind of understanding more and more about what's happened in the last, you know, three, four years and with the youth program and, you know, just all the things that have kind of led to this point right now, it really makes me feel like I'm in the right spot. Like I, I dealt with a lot of, you know, a lot of crazy adversity growing up. My high school, actually, um, the high school I attended in Oklahoma, when I moved there my freshman year, they had won nine games in the first 10 years of their existence. So they went one and nine, one and nine, one and nine, oh and 10, one and nine, one and nine, right? And then we were there. So um, 
definitely knew about like, okay, you, you can't like la- last season or, or the, the program's mentality holds you down. Like you as a player, you got to be able to lift up your team and hold them accountable. So, you know, seeing all that and, and going through the things that I did, it, it really does make me feel like I'm in the right spot and the need to be able to, you know, relay the lessons that I lived and the um, go through the experiences that I did and be able to kind of pass that off to these kids. I, I really do feel like it's kind of a, it's worked out the way, exactly the way it was supposed to. Yeah, I mean, the, the sort of piggyback on a lot of what you've been saying here, like like people give up too fast, don't they? Like they they stop themselves from accomplishing what they can actually accomplish, right? Absolutely. Um, you know, I I thought about it a ton when I was in college. Uh, like, the, how many people could have went to the NFL, right? That just gave up at one point or decided that, hey, you know, I'm I'm at this point and I probably maximized my potential or Hey, I'm, I'm the coaches don't like me or I'm not getting enough playing time or this player above me is better. Like you, you can't let those things deter you. Right. I mean, you got to be smart and you got to be able to understand the situation and be able to, you know, have some some reasoning on that. But like, you know, you you know what work you can put in. Everyone knows kind of you know, what what they're actually capable of. It's just believing in yourself. And it's setting those goals and setting increments that you know that you can reach right um and, and that's what i'm really trying to tell these kids like set some goals like i i you maybe haven't been having a lot of people in this program talking positively to you and being able to tell you that you can overcome some of these things but like you got to be the one to tell yourself that if you're not your biggest fan if you don't have the most confidence in yourself then don't expect anybody else to have confidence in you i mean people can push themselves beyond their limits and they can do it fairly regularly. You just have to b- put in the work and believe you can do it. Right. That's exactly right. I used to think a lot about this in high school um, while I in middle school and, and all of that, while I was going through really tough times of like, there's so many people out there throughout history that have had it so much worse than me that have done so much more. Um, it's just a fact Like humans, humans adapt. That's what we do. Humans are adaptable. So if you adapt to putting in, an unreal amount of work each day, your body will adapt to that. Your mindset will adapt to that. Right. And like, I, I used to think about it a bunch. There's people in circumstances that they, they don't have the option to adapt out of that. So if you're, you know, living in the 1700s and you're working in a coal mine your whole life, your body adapts to that. And that's a hard life. And that's a lot harder than the life that I was living, regardless of, you know, what my resources were or what I was waking up to every day. There's people who absolutely had it worse and overcame that. So you got to understand you're not the only one. You're not the only one going through these things and you, you can do more than what you're thinking. All right. Where, where would you be, Bo, if, it, if you had listened to the coaches that walked out on you or told, listened to the coaches that said you can't be a middle linebacker? Where, where, what, what, if, what if you stopped yourself? Where, where, where do you think you'd be right now? I don't know. I really don't. I, I wouldn't have the options that I've had during my life. And that's what I keep trying to tell these kids as well. I really just set myself up to open a lot of doors later in life by making the right decisions when I was young. You know, there's a lot of times where people don't have options and they have to do whatever's in front of them, whether that be work, whether that be family, whether that be where you live. Well, I've had an awesome life post-college because I put in the work when I was supposed to and I made the connections that I, I was supposed to. And, you know, I've built the relationships and, and nurtured those. And there's just been a ton of open doors that I wouldn't have had in my life if I didn't take those steps when I needed to. 
Uh, what What is your day job, uh, generally speaking, if you, if you can't get too specific? Yeah, no problem. I, I do government contracting. No, oh, awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Um, how familiar are you with, were you with TJ when you were playing basketball with Victor Walker at Bucknell? I mean, uh, was it a totally random, oh my God, I'm now living across the street from or near the high school where Victor Walker went? Or, or were you familiar with Frederick and TJ before you ever lived here? Well, it's a little bit of a long story. I wasn't super familiar with Frederick and TJ before I lived here, but over the last like eight years in post-college, um, i me and my wife, our fiance, we've been bouncing around a lot, really just looking for the community where we want to settle down and live. Um, my, you know, going, going back on my life, I, I've just been so dispersed at different times and never really settled into anywhere. I never was really part of like a community. Anytime I'd start to settle into something, you know, the rug would get pulled out from under me and I'd be in a different spot or, okay, now I'm going to college and now I'm getting my first job and now I'm getting a promotion to Texas. So there was just a whole lot of like, okay, like these circumstances came up and now you're going to a different spot. And I wanted to do that. Um, I wanted to have the flexibility and go see the world and go experience different things and, and all of that. But always with that in the back of my mind of like, I can't wait to be a part of a community. I can't wait to settle down somewhere. I can't wait to put my roots in there and, and really feel like I belong to something. And um, about two and a half years ago, we were in uh, Arlington, Virginia, um, and we didn't love the area. didn't love being so close to DC and all that, but did love like being uh, my, my fiance is from uh, Gaithersburg. So wanted to still kind of be around some family here and loved Maryland in itself. So we really spent about a year taking our converted short school bus RV, um, all through Maryland and just kind of popping into different spots, staying at different campgrounds, visiting the different downtowns places. And about three months before we moved here, we were, parked in an RV in a campsite in Frederick being like, well, this is an awesome spot, huh? Everyone yeah. we met here has been great. All the restaurants, local businesses, all the people, like saw the sports community, saw that. And then I, I was still talking with Victor. Victor actually lived in Arlington with me down there too. So we were talking to him about it and all that. And then. Okay. So yeah, you were, it wasn't like totally like, oh my God, how did I end up at the high school where Victor Walker? Uh, no, 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 it wasn't, <laughs> wasn't that, but it was kind of a, I really was like looking for a like, Hey, what's a place where I think I could live for a long time, like long term. Yeah. Like, where would I want to settle roots and buy a house? And it, Frederick was one of the many places we visited and we fell in love. And, and ever since we've been here, we fell in love. Every, every single day with this place it's it's been great yep well hey bo uh thanks thanks for coming on man uh we, we wish you wish you a ton of success i look forward to seeing how your team develops and uh I, i'm sure august practice will be here before you want it to be and and and, and before you know it so um and i don't have to tell you this but 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 keep on keeping on man uh I really really look forward to working with you and and, and seeing if you can get this once great program um, uh, back up and flying again. So, so thanks so much for doing this. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. I appreciate it. And i um, looking forward to the season. That's for sure. Okay. That is Bo Traber, uh, head coach, the new head coach of the Thomas Johnson uh, varsity football team. My thanks to him. Thanks to John Cannon and Alexander Dacey for coming on and talking uh, Frederick County sports playoffs, winter sports playoffs. And uh, thanks to all of you uh, for checking us out and listening. Uh, we'll be back next week with another episode talking more playoff basketball, state wrestling. We'll, we'll have a whole bunch of stuff on tap. So stay with us here in the final score and have a great week, everyone. Thanks.